This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Hi everyone, welcome back for episode 3 of the Hammers Unrestricted Podcast. This week we're going to be giving our thoughts on the Leeds win, our chances of qualifying for Europe, and our thoughts on Mark Noble as he signed a one-year contract with the club. I'm your host James Wood, writer and editor of westhamzone.com. Be sure to check us out for all your latest West Ham news seven days a week. I'm joined today by Jimmy. How's it going, Jimmy? Okay? Yeah, all good, thanks, Wood. Uh, looking forward to the episode to unpack what happened last night. Yeah, let's get into it. So last night we defeated Leeds 2-0 at the London Stadium. That's us doing the double over them for the season now. It's moved us up to fifth in the table, but it was hardly our best performance. Leeds came out firing, didn't they, Jim? Well, first five, ten minutes, you could see Bielsa ball was in free flow. I mean, two disallowed goals speaks for itself. Uh, It really did take us 10, 20 minutes to get a foothold in the game. But once we did, we never really looked back. Yes, yeah, so as you say, Jim, two offside goals. Uh, firstly, for Tyler Roberts, who tapped in. Uh, Costa was called offside. A bit harsh, that one, wasn't it? I mean, it was tight. I mean, it must have been by the hairs on his knees that he was offside. And you know what? A lot of bad things are said about VAR, but when it goes in your favour, it doesn't seem too bad. I know what you mean. I, I would have been absolutely fuming if they'd gone against us, though, to be fair. And I could see why the Leeds fans would have been angry. Um, so not long after that, they had the ball in the net again. Uh, Rafinha ran the ball out of play, did get a ball back across for Bamford to tuck in well. Um, as you say, it took us 20 minutes to get into the game. Bamford didn't really get into the game at all, did he, to be fair? Well, I mean, he had a lot of opportunities. Um, with the system that Leeds play, he will always get opportunities. But his touch was just off last night. And um, there was rumours going around last week. Could he take up the last striker position for that uh, Euro squad for England? And with finishing like that, it just reminds you that he's just not quite there yet. Yeah, I bet he was hoping Southgate wasn't watching last night. One man who will be hoping Southgate is watching is Jesse Lingard. Um, He took the game by the scruff of the neck on 21 minutes. I thought it was excellent. So... Some, some great build-up play with uh, Ben Rama. I think it has to be said that those two have got a really good understanding together, it seems. Play some nice one-touch football between each other. Both have got quite quick feet and complement each other quite well. So anyway, they've knocked the ball around nicely. Uh, Lingard's run through the defence, got into the box, taken down by Luke Aylin. Weak penalty, really weak penalty, to be honest. It was awful. And I think he's got lucky that he's come back to him. Um, what, what did you make of Lingard in the first half, Jim? I mean, he looked lively. His touch is there, um, full of energy. And, of course, he wins the penalty. It was a great bit of uh, burst of speed. And it's a lazy leg. At uh, least defender sticks out. And, but it's a stonewall pen. You know, there was a lot made of uh, Lingard picking up the ball the other week uh, at Sheffield United. And Rice is giving him the penalty. And I'm not sure how I feel about that. Even if he scores. He's the lone star. And you are the captain. And for me, you've got to pull rank there. And I know they had a laugh and a joke about it after. Next week or whenever we get an X-Pen, Declan needs to pick up that ball. You wouldn't see Noble doing that, would you? He would not go no chance. away. Absolutely no chance, Noble. He'd put Lingard in his place. Yeah, he, mean, would have, he would have even asked him in the changing room. 
He's already said no to him once against Sheffield United, and he won that penalty as well. Excellently, did really well to win the penalty in that game. He's done well to win it again last night. There wasn't much going on for us in the game at this point. He's got the ball and he's does what he always does for us. He drives forward, gets us up the pitch, wins the penalty. I was surprised to see him take it. And I wasn't actually that confident in him. I wasn't convinced by his run-up, first of all. But I just didn't think he'd score. Because of all of that that happened before in the Sheffield United game, it sort of added pressure to himself, hasn't it? It's the second time that he's taken the ball off of him now. You make a good point about the stutter run-up. There was a um, shout-out to Rob Green because he was doing a great analysis, I thought. Um, last night with the Sky team. Um, he mentioned the stutter penalty and how it gave um, Keeper just a split second longer um, so he'd be able to react earlier. So, yeah, I didn't like it. But no. we'll, we'll stick with the positives. He won the penalty and he scored the rebound. For him now, that's six, six appearances for West Ham and he's got four goals, he's got one assist and he's won two penalties. So, yeah, we can't be moaning about him too much, I guess, can we? Um, moving on to the second goal, a powerful header from Craig Dawson. So that's Dawson's fourth goal for the club, 12 games so far. Um, a great corner in from Aaron Cresswell. Great ball put into the box. We are so good at set pieces. We're so good at corners. 13 goals from set plays this season. Eight assists for Cresswell so far. He's put a ball in. It's gone right over the Leeds defence. The keeper didn't know whether to come for it or not. Just a cracking ball. Easily headed home. Uh, what were your thoughts on the goal, Jim? Well, I mean, Aaron Cresswell, his, his quality of delivery is, I'm not going to say it's unmatched in the league, but I mean, it's got to be up there this year. I mean, it is a thumping header and he has so much power behind it, but the whip that Cresswell got in there, it really makes it hard for the keeper to come. I know Antonio sort of pinned the keeper, made it hard for him, but what a ball. And... Then I was looking at it because it was a weird matchup. They had Lorente on Dawson and he just looked lightweight. Every time they got a corner, he didn't fancy it. And you could tell. And Craig Dawson, when he scores the goal, is three, four yards away from him. Yeah. I mean, he he just didn't want it. He didn't want it last night, Lorente. And yeah, great goal from Dawson. So you got you say you got Lorente um, marking Dawson. I couldn't work out. They, they had Luke Aylin marking Suchek. I know he didn't do anything. He didn't actually score a header, but another mismatch, wasn't it? They are a short team. That's the issue. And I don't I don't know how you solve that. They've been vulnerable from set pieces all year. We talked about on the last episode the blueprint of how we're going to beat Leeds. And Moisey, what he would have done, he would have been targeting that again. And you would have thought, I know they don't change their tactics for anyone, but you would have thought maybe just on set pieces, they'd give us a bit more respect, especially what happened in a reverse fixture. Well, it was a similar story. Very similar, yeah. So, as, as I said to you earlier on, uh, Cresswell's got eight assists this season. Three of those have come against Leeds. So, he got the assists for Suchek and Nogbonna in the first game at Ellen Road. Got one last night. Very nearly had a second assist last night as well. Another ball in around five minutes after Dawson to put his 2-0 up. A corner from the other side. Uh, an outswinger this time. He gets ahead of Lorente. Gets his head to the ball. Um, Cannon's back off at the post. I mean... According to the Even Standard, um, the London newspaper, we are looking to confirm signing of Dawson. They're going to make him a permanent after all of this. Two million pounds. But what do you actually think he's worth? I think he's worth more than two million the way he's performing. It's hard to say, obviously, with age and other factors coming into it. I don't think Watford would demand a large amount for him. But I can't really say it in terms of give you a number, but I can give you the value that he gives to the team, 
I mean, he's almost become irreplaceable at the back for us. He's really like a linchpin at the back. And if we have any chance of getting into Europe or even in Europe next year to give a good account of ourselves, we're going to need him firing again. What I want to do now, Jim, is just uh, remind you of something that happened last week. So, Jan's not here this week. I just want to play back his prediction of the game last week. I'm going to go to 2-0. Clean sheet, give, I like it. I'll give one to Lingard. I feel like he's going to... I feel like he's just going to run, get the ball, catch the ball in midfield, just pierce through the defence, slot it bottom right corner. I'm going to give the other one to Dawson. <laughs> Dawson, okay. I feel, like, I feel like we're going to get a set piece and... Suchek's just going to miss the header and Dawson's going to come in. Maybe even like a, he's going to get it on the volley and then top left. It's a very specific prediction, you know, very specific. I like it. Wait until it happens. So obviously, Jan's not here this week. Um, That prediction is very, very nearly spot on. I mean, he's got, he's got the correct scoreline for one. He's got the correct goal scorers. For Lingard's goal, he does pick up the ball in midfield. He does pierce through the middle. All right, he wins a penalty. He doesn't slot it bottom right. But that's still very accurate. For the Dawson one, the ball comes in from a set piece. Suchek's behind him. That's the only thing. Suchek's behind him. He doesn't volley in. He scores with his head. That's crazy, though. And he, he was confident with that. He said, wait until it happens. Well, I mean, Suchek's behind him. So I think the shout's worthless. I think Suchek. <laughs> no? Are we throwing that out? Are we not? We're still sticking with that? All right. No. In all seriousness, mad shout. Mystic Yion. Uh, we need to get his prediction for next week. Hopefully, he can predict another win. I can't get my head around that. That's, that's so accurate. Yeah. Okay, so in the second half, um, it was all leads. I think it's fair to say there was we didn't really do anything in the second half. We just sort of sat in and defended, looked after our lead. Um, we mentioned earlier on that Bamford didn't quite have his shooting boots on. He had four chances. There was one that he had from distance of his right foot, which didn't really trouble Fabianski. He didn't have him moving. Uh, there was one that he had at the very beginning of the half. He does really well to get away from Diop, who didn't have his best game. I think it's fair to say he didn't play well last night. Um, gets away well from, from Diop, Bamford, one-on-one. Normally he's slotting those in, isn't he? He's had, like, you said last week, actually, that he's put in some great goals this year. He's finished really well. And that's the sort of one you expect him to put in the bottom corner, isn't it? I think the criticism could be made that he's not ruthless enough in front of goal. I think he has the talent to score all types of goals. But, like I mentioned, do you back him with his one-on-ones, his bread and butter? Not not always, you know. It's not... And I think he's got room to improve. But, you know, he's not at a top club. And I think Leeds have had a great impact this year. And a lot of pressure are being put on Rafinha, Bamford, to really push him on. But they've just been promoted. Mm. And he's going to he's gonna finish the season with a double-digit haul, which is... A decent season. So I think a lot of people are expecting a lot of him. He started every game. He's started every single game for him. He's been subbed off, I think, twice. Other than that, he's played a full 90 every time. So, I mean, it was a rare off night for him. But as we say, he had the two chances. Um, then he had the other two, which are arguably even worse. He had two bites at the cherry, didn't he? Harrison got down the left, put a ball across. Um, onto his stronger left foot, and he just drags it. Goes wide to Rafinha, who was quite lively in the second half to be fair uh, gets the ball cuts it back to him with his right foot sticks it over and you just think you know if Southgate's watching that that could really hinder him with his chances for the Euros I think uh, well for me I'm not he doesn't make the squad for me I've, I've made that clear but I just I think mean, he's good but I just don't think he's at that level 
So as well as Bamford having four chances, uh, Rafinha had two as well. Uh, great save for Fabianski from the acrobatic deflected effort, wasn't it? Smart save. It was good to have Fabianski back in goal for this uh, tie. I know Randolph is good cover, but you always feel just so much safer with Fabianski. I mean, he has to be one of the best goalkeepers outside the top six. If not, I mean, maybe Martinez. I'll caveat that because he's been exceptional. I think he's one of the best keepers that I've actually seen us have. Up there with Rob Green, you mentioned earlier. Rob Green was outstanding, but Fabianski's just like world class, isn't he? He's got a lot better with age as well. Yeah, it was great to have him back last night and he was put to work on his return and yeah, came up with all the good. So after all the Leeds chances and finales it in the crossbar, Dawson had one off the line in the 85th minute. Again, I mean, I, I did the player ratings after the game. I gave them all a rating between 1 and 10. I haven't given out a 9 yet this season, but my first one I've given out was actually to Dawson last night, which, all right, I've given him a 9. We didn't play well as a team, did we? Let's be honest. Like we, there was a few good individual performances, I thought. Dawson played really well, had his goal, he hit the post, one off the line. And he was just overall solid at the back, played really well. You know, he's didn't put a foot wrong. He's stepped up whilst old Bunner hasn't been there. Filled his void really nicely. Um, I thought Rice had a good game, actually. I gave him an eight. He was good on the ball. He brought us up the pitch. There was just there was a few good individual performances. There was him, there was Dawson. I gave Cresswell an eight as well. I thought they all played well. As a team, it weren't great. There wasn't much flowing football like we've come to see the last few weeks. For the goal, for the penalty, yeah, there was good build-up play there between him and Ben Rama. Ben Rama went off eventually anyway. It took him off after like 70 minutes, so that was done. I just feel like it wasn't our best display overall. But as Rice said after the game, we won dirty. And we would, we've never normally done that. We've normally dropped points at home in the games, you know, where you play the likes of Burnley. West Brom at home, Leeds at home. You're normally dropping points in those. We've taken nine points from those games. So, yeah, it was a great win. Leeds was fifth in the table. Puts us back above Liverpool and Spurs, which is great to see. Um, Spurs have done well to close that nine-point gap down just to three in the space of a week. What do you think of our push for Europe then? This is obviously a big topic to talk about. Do you think we can, you know, what's, what's your general thoughts on it at the minute? Well, if we're counting Europe as top six, I think we, we have to be in there. I'm not sure to include Liverpool in this talk. I think they have to be included purely because it's Liverpool. I don't know. I watched Liv, uh, the Fulham game at the weekend and they did not look convincing. I can't see it myself them putting that run of games together, especially with um, Tottenham turning the tide, Chelsea turning the tide. Can't see it myself. So Manchester City look like they're going to win the league this year. United looked quite confident in second with that win the other day, putting a, a run of three draws and four games behind them. Who do you think can come third and fourth, Jim? Well, Wood, if we were to take it team by team, uh, I mean, we'll start with Leicester. We've seen them drop out of the top four like, last year. They've Lost in Europa League this year. I don't know. There's a lot of injuries there. I feel like Brendan Rodgers might be losing a hold on that uh, Champions League spot. And I think that's the one we can capitalise on. I think Chelsea are coming into form at a great time too. Schultz really turned that defence round and they're playing. I'd rate our chances with Tottenham, Everton. Yeah, I'd, there's no reason why Everton and Tottenham should finish above us, in my opinion. So you mentioned about Leicester, first of all. Looking at Brendan Rodgers, at Liverpool, we fell away from the title. 
he did go up to Celtic though, and he, I know obviously it's the Scottish League and it's a it's easier to compete in when you are Celtic or if you're Stephen Jordan Rangers this year have been outstanding. You know, he did go up there and win the league, so he has got the mentality to win titles. I think he can keep pushing them up the table despite their injuries are still up there. I think they they could they could finish her in the top four. Chelsea under Tuchel, as you say, they've got eleven games unbeaten now since he came in. Well, if I was to predict the top three, I'm looking at City United and I think Chelsea will finish above Leicester. And I really do think we can take that fourth spot off of Leicester. Because that injury to Harvey Barnes must be devastating for their chances. Harvey Barnes, uh, James Justin. The the list goes on at the moment. I mean, Vardy, is he fully fit? I'm not sure. I think Madison's picked up. Yeah, I think he's picked up. His hips, always playing him up. It's a good point you make there about Chelsea. I, I do think, I don't like to say it because I don't like Chelsea, but I do think they could come in the top three. If you've got Christian, Rudiger and Dave at the back and you're getting them play well, keeping clean sheets, bringing back Alonso in out the dark. Yeah, you've got something good going on there. Yeah, I, I genuinely think they can come in the top three. I think that's a great point you've made there. Um, so our competition for the fourth spot, are we, okay, so in saying this, are we? Are me and you saying that we can come in the top four? Are we? Do you think that? I think we can compete with Leicester for that fourth space. That's okay. how I feel. So it's between us, Leicester, Everton, Spurs, Liverpool. You're calling out Liverpool won't come in the top four. I think no, I agree with you on that. Nothing yeah. would have to go terribly wrong. Seven points Liverpool. off at the minute with the same yeah. amount of games played. I, th- I think you're right. They're not going to come in the top four. So you've got us at the minute who are. Well, we're the second best team in the league since the turn of the year, since 2021. City have only won, picked up more points than us. Everton, I think, are dark horses. I think they could actually do it. Well, at the moment, Richarlson's come into crazy good form. He's looking really good. If they can get him and Calvert-Lewin firing at the same time, then that is a formidable force. And then that changes things. But James has just picked up another injury. This is a crucial time to be losing one of your best players. So there is inconsistencies with Everton. Uh, they just lost to Chelsea. I mean, that was a big statement, I felt. So you say they've just lost Hamid Rodriguez. I agree, it's a big loss. Uh, Allen's just come back into the team, though. So I know different types of players completely, but two very big signings they made this summer. I think, all right, so fair, they are losing Rodriguez, but Allen coming back is huge for him. Richarlson's picked up form. Calvert-Lewin, as you say, they haven't got them scoring together yet. I think once he works that out, once they start firing together, that could be dangerous. We've got to play them yet, you know. We've got to play Chelsea at home. We've got to play Everton at home. And we've got to play Leicester at home. There's been no fans in the London Stadium since the 29th of February 2020. So we won 3-1 at home to Southampton. So since the restart in June 2020, we've lost five games at home in 18 matches. So before that, the whole initial teaming problems with the move we were getting turned over at home by teams like Southampton, like Burnley. They were all just coming and beating us. It wasn't like Upton Park, was it, where you know, you'd have teams that would come, they'd be intimidated by the atmosphere. We spoke about this last week a bit. In the time there haven't been fans in the stadium, they've sort of turned it into a bit of a fortress again, I think. You know, it's difficult for teams to come and beat us. We lost at home to Newcastle first game of the season, a massive off day compared to you know, the rest of this campaign. We lost to Man United 3-1. Arguments can be made in that game for the goal. You know, when the ball went out, it didn't go out. There was no line there to check it. So that, that's just what it is. And also we lost to Liverpool, which now is a bit disappointing, really. They've had six points with us this year. They've been awful. 
great goal in their game. Salah scored a great goal. That counter attack that that was just unstoppable. You can't really play against it. But so frustrating to have dropped six points to them this season. Anyway, so we've still got to play Chelsea. We've still got to play Leicester. We've still got to play Everton. We've got Man United coming up at the weekend. I think it's very much in our hands for us to finish in Europe. It's very much down to us now. And we've proved that we can perform and that we can beat teams. It's it's in our hands, isn't it, uh, where we finish. If we want to be pushing for Champions League and seriously pushing, we need to win at Manchester United, which is going to sound outrageous. I'm not sure we can given our FA Cup performance there, that was woeful. Um, but these are the type of games that get you into the Champions League. You need to beat your rivals. Because then we look at the game after, that's Arsenal. And we're looking at that as we can't drop points there. It's still a tough game, you know. And as you mentioned, coming up soon, we've got Leicester, we've got Chelsea. Uh, sprinkled in between there, Wolves and Newcastle. Again, must wins. Um, look, it's time's going to tell. This is the business end of the season. You know, it's put up or shut up. We need to start picking points off of Man United because I looked at the home game. Uh, was it 3-1? We played so well the first half and then they just bring on, I think, who did they bring on? Rashford and Bruno at half time, And then we all know how that ended, 3-1 because they just have that quality. So we really need to take points off the big boys and yeah, need to start Sunday at Old Trafford. I think a draw would definitely be a good result this weekend. So you've got United away, as you say. Arsenal at home after that. Uh, after that, we've got nine games. So let's just say we're into the business end of the season at that point. We're down to single figures. We've essentially then got nine cup finals. You know, nine games to just focus on. But I think that's like the home straight, isn't it? And we've, well, in our lifetime, for me and you, I said we've never really been in this good a position before. We were doing well in the last season at the bowling where we were pushing for Europa League, pushing for Champions League. I didn't really, I didn't think we could do it that year, personally. I don't know why I just didn't really think we could do it. This year, I really think we can get into Europe. Fourth is a dream. Right? And as I say, we're going to be competing with the likes of Leicester, uh, Spurs and Everton for that fourth spot. I think Chelsea will come third. So we'll be pushing for fourth. I don't think we'll get it. I think that's me just saying it so I don't get disappointed by the end of the season. But fifth or sixth is definitely the target for me. I think if we get that, it'll be outstanding. We just, you know, we've gone from at the moment 15 months when he came in, boys. It's taken us from 17th in the table. We wanted to get last season like written off because we just didn't fancy our chances of staying up. The board wanted it cancelled. We obviously played on, went on that mad run of games, have carried it into this season. I'm not saying it's like Leicester when they won the league, but Leicester managed to stay up by putting together a good run of games and they carried on their form through the summer into the next season. Where we've benefited is the short summer. So there hasn't been a long break for him to go off. But it's just sort of been continuous to good form. What do you think? Inconsistencies with the traditional big six has helped us out massively. And we've really capitalised on that, having a steady foundation that Moyes has put in. Um, you know, he, he, we know the starting eleven every week. We've got a steady team. And with all the sort of turmoil, injuries... We've been lucky generally with injuries as well this year. I mean, there's so many factors that have helped us out and put us in the league position that we're in. So my top four prediction for you is going to be Man City to win the league. I do think Man United are going to come second, but I think Chelsea are going to push them, actually. I think Chelsea, four points off them now. I think that's going to go quite close. Fourth spot is a difficult one, you know. I'm going to say Everton. I'm going to, I think Everton can just nick it and come fourth. And I'd take fifth or sixth. 
No, I think you've got to dare to dream. If you're putting Everton above us, I think you need... No. No, no, no. Really? Uh, for me, I think we have a better chance than Everton. And I'm not trying to be biased, but I think Leicester might cling on to that fourth spot. But I think we can push them all away. I just think Everton with Ancelotti. I just think with him as your manager, you know, I think that's a different factor. That, like you say, that they haven't got Richarlison or Calvert Lewin scoring yet, like together. I think once you sort that out, Calvert Lewin's a goal machine. I think if he starts scoring as well, and they get Hammers Rodriguez back in the team, they're looking quite good at the back as well, Everton. I, I, I just, I don't know. You're making me question myself now. I'm sure you've seen now, Jim, the news broke yesterday morning. Uh, West Ham United captain Mark Noble has agreed a new one-year contract with his boy club. That was reported yesterday by The Athletic, first of all. It has since been confirmed today uh, by the club, and he's actually written an open letter to the, to the supporters. Old-school midfielder, no-nonsense, loyal as they come. They, they just don't make them like him anymore. And he's, he has lived everyone's dream as a West Ham fan. He grew up in Canning Town. He grew up down like a stone's throw away from the stadium. Went to watch his boy club all the time, as we did when we were kids. He's gone on to play 500, over 500 times. He's nearly made 400 Premier League appearances as well. He's been captain for the last five years. You know, he's taken us from the Olympic... Sorry, he's taken us from Upton Park into the Olympic Stadium in probably one of the most difficult times of our history. We've stayed up as well, and he's played all of the time apart from this season. The man has seen two relegations. He's seen two promotions and the FA Cup run of 2006. I, th I think it's a good thing that he's signed for another year. You've still got Rice, who's being nurtured into the captain's role at the minute by, by Noble. I think Rice has done an excellent job this year. But you know, just the 14 league appearances this season for Noble, 304 minutes overall. So he's not played much more than three full games of football. You know, I, I think it is going to be difficult for him to get minutes from here on out, isn't it? Yeah, just... Overall, what he's done for us, Noble, it is great. And I'm glad we've given him this contract because he fully deserves it. Um, but to bring it to a more footballing side, as in what is he going to offer during this time that he's still a uh, player at the club? I mean, as we've mentioned previously, top four, Europa League, it is viable. And if anything, we need to build our squad. And it'd be foolish to let him go. Uh, go this summer. It'd just be foolish because we need, we have no cover for centre mid. I know he's lost a yard of pace, but he knows what it's all about and he'll put his heart on the line every time he plays. So it'd be foolish of us not to sign him up for an extension, in my opinion. And yeah, I think he'll just, I don't expect to see him starting in a prem at all next year. I don't expect that, but I still think he can play in the Cups. Maybe if we're in Europa League, I feel like he'll get a good run out there. For Prem, I'd probably not write him off completely, but he'll be a substitute. And then, yeah, mainly used just as a squad rotation player. That's how I actually see um, the next sort of 12 months um, going for him. So, like I said to you earlier on, he's got four appearances until he's at 400 in the Premier League. So... I mean, you'll definitely see him, you know, as you say, come on as a sub, squad rotation player. He he will make that. 
he will make it to 400 appearances, definitely. I think that must have been agreed in the contract or something. Uh, he's our record appearance holder in the Premier League, obviously. I mean, th- there's no one that's played as much as him for us in the league. Colton Cole, second. That's an interesting stat for you. 216. So he's nearly 200 behind him. That just shows how much Noble's played for us in the Premier League era. He's been excellent. I, I think he's, as a player, he still has a lot to offer in regards to, you know, being at the club. He's he's the new lads that are coming in. He's the first person they speak to, I imagine. He's the one that makes them comfortable, makes sure they're okay, lets them get to know everyone. He's bringing some of the younger lads through as well. You know, I've seen a lot about him with Rice and how he's put his arm around him and he's helping him to be a leader at the club and lead, teaching him to lead for his, you know, lead by example through his performances and the way he conducts himself around the club as well, which is good to hear. And also he's helped Ben Johnson come through this year. I know he's put his arm around him. And it's just good to have that man in the middle who's done it all. Like he's he's come through the academy himself and he obviously wants the, the, um, the progression of the club. He wants to see us keep developing. I also saw um, in the letter that he wrote, the open letter to the fans, he talks about how he goes down to Chadwell Heath quite a lot now because his, his son is now part of the academy. I think he's a 10-year-old. You've got a 10-year-old boy who's part of the academy, so he's playing there. I just think he's a overall, like, like you say, Mr. West Ham. He's a great captain. And he just loves the club, doesn't he? And lastly, just have a quick word on the Manchester United game on Sunday. We travel up to Old Trafford to take on United. Jim, what are your what are your predictions for the game, my friend? Uh, if I had to call it, I'd I'm going to go with a nil nil. I'm going to go for a ball draw. Um, I know United are coming off of a big win against City, but I feel it City playing to their hands with the counter attacking style you can come up counteract them with. So. I think we'll sit off them. I think we'll see, you know, the cup game earlier in the year. I think it'll be along those lines where we sit back, frustrate them and make it hard for Bruno to unpick us. So I'll go for a nil-nil. Yeah, I think it's going to be cagey as well. I'm thinking 1-1. I don't. I think we're going to concede, but I do fancy us to score as well. We've been scoring a lot lately. Even scored away at City. I think Antonio is going to score. I fancy him to bag. Um, Put him level with Suchek for eight goals each this season for our joint top goal scorers. But I do see us conceding just because they've got Bruno. Okay, so that's about all we've got time for this week on the Hammers Unrestricted podcast. You've been listening to James and Jim. Any last words, mate? Been a pleasure. Thank you for listening. Cheers, Jim. Thanks for coming on again, mate. It's been a pleasure to speak to you. We will catch up with you all next week. Let's hope we get a result away at Man United. Thanks for listening.